Again, good morning. <laughs> so today, as we look at these scriptures, I'd like to kind of maybe start with the whole understanding of how the outside world and the culture and in the world we live in in everyday life, people around us, our circle of friends, co-workers, etc., how all these things are speaking messages into our lives, right? Think about how many messages you receive every day, whether it be through radio, television, um, friends, family. Um, there's so many messages, um, words that are spoken into us. And then we choose what we're going to embrace and digest and adopt and make a part of our life, right? But then we're also speaking words and ideas into other people's lives. Some of those things are verbal, some are nonverbal. So we're all, we're all a part of this communicating between um, what's coming into us and what, what's coming out of us into others. And so it's something to think about because it's really, really up to you and, and myself what I allow to enter into my system, my spirit, my, my mind, my body, right? Because you can have all kind of things happen to you, experiences, but you don't have to let them impact and influence your life to the point where it's um, hurting you or even helping you for that matter. And so with that being said, <laughs> when you know something that maybe others don't know and you believe it's good news, then what do you want to do? You want to talk about it. You want others to have that experience you had. You know, let's say you tasted a new food, a unique food, or you saw a new movie and you really love this movie and you love the message it's communicating or you just really enjoyed the movie. Or let's say you're a, 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 a person that knows all about Shakespeare's works. Um, you know, uh, Hamlet, Macbeth, Romeo, Juliet, the Mid Midsummer Night Dream, like Shakespeare, you were so a part of the, the experience that it's, his poetry, his works affected you, impacted your life, helped you become that person that you are today. And let's say you may, ran into uh, somebody, adult, high school student, somebody that knew nothing. They didn't even know when you said Shakespeare, there was a blank look in their eyes. They had no clue. And it might surprise you. It might catch you off guard that they know nothing about anything that Shakespeare's written or done. And so you would want to educate them and help them to taste and see the goodness you've experienced through your studies and your cultured experience of all these works of Shakespeare. Same with music, Mozart, Beethoven, Chopin, um, all these great, great classical artists of music Let's say all you've ever heard was bad rap music. I like some rap music. But some rap music isn't good, just like some other music isn't good. But my point is, let's say the only music you've ever heard was rap music and it was just derogatory music and just a bunch of yelling and screaming and cursing in it. Because there is good rap, there is good, good rap music too. But my point is, is you never heard classical. You never heard any of the rich, rich artists throughout the centuries and ages that have affected culture, formed culture through their music, 
Let's say you're a professional professor of American history and you ran into somebody that knew nothing about the Civil War, the, the Revolution, the League of Nations, uh, Thomas Jefferson, um, uh, Martin Luther King. Like, let's say you, you, you ran into somebody that knew nothing about their American heritage and history and why we're a country as we are today and how we got here. So you see, the point is we want to share the treasures we've received. But scripture says we hold this treasure in earthen vessels. We hold the treasure of the gospel, the good news of the gospel in earthen vessels. We receive it and then we're called to enflesh it, communicate it. That's why he's the word, the eternal word, the eternal in Greek logos, the word through which all things came to be. Do you hear the word in the sunset? Do you see the word and hear him in a young little child or a baby? Do you see the word through your spouse? Do you see the word in the beauty of creation? Do you see and hear the word through good music? Do you see and hear the word through a good movie? Are you hearing the word of God? Are you experiencing the word of God? And so that's what's happening in our first reading today. Ezra is with the people of Israel who have been exiled from Egypt for hundreds of years. They forgot their traditions, their stories. They forgot their food, the way they dressed. They forgot how they're supposed to worship and how God gave them the holy law, the Torah. They were in Babylon so long that they no longer knew who they were. They were deprived of the good news of knowing that the Lord is God and God alone. And there's no God like our God. Our God has given us these 10 rules to follow to help us flourish and become the men and women and nation and community were created to be. So Israel was deprived and they forgot about their history. It was, you know, 587, they were carried away into Babylon. And then hundreds of years later, Ezra and Nehemiah now are addressing those people whose children's 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 children adopted and assimilated the Babylonian culture and lifestyle. They were worshiping like the Babylonians. They dressed like the Babylonians. They smelled and ate like the Babylonians. They became Babylonians, but they were not Babylonians. They're Israelites, God's chosen people. And so here we are today, God's chosen people. Here we are today, beloved sons and daughters of God. <laughs> Do we know who we are? Do we know our story? Do we know our tradition? Do we know why we're in this church and have the freedom in our country to be here and celebrate freely and to worship our God? Do we understand the sacrifices that have those have gone before us? Do we take for granted? What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? What does it mean to be a, 
a Catholic Christian man and woman of God in the world today. We need lights in the darkness. We need lights in the culture. You and I are God's people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people set apart to leave this church, to go out into the world and to witness and communicate to the culture heaven. We are called to bring the culture of heaven to earth, the culture of life into the culture of death. We're called to be the light, the life lovers, the life runners. We're called to be the people that choose life, that love life, that bring life into the world. How do we do this? I'd like to give one practical suggestion. It is never at any time toward anyone appropriate to cut people down. Today, with all of the availability we have with social media, it's so easy to be sucked into a conversation on social media that is destructive. Even if you have legitimate concern, it's never appropriate to cut down or attack anyone. Whether you like them or not, as a Christian, it is not appropriate or helpful to attack your brother or sister, even if you don't like your brother or sister. Because if you heard the second reading, we're all one body. Let's say my, my hand started punching my foot. Or I started hitting myself in the stomach or hitting myself in the head. I'm hurting myself. When we attack other people, whether it be the President Obama, President Trump, whether it be Hillary Clinton, whether it be Osama bin Laden, people you like or don't like, whether it be the unborn, whether it be the immigrant, whether it be the elder, whether you like them or not or agree with them or not, it's not appropriate to attack them. We, all people have good in them. And we don't help bring the good out of them when we attack them. How do we as disciples and Christians attack evil? You don't attack evil by attacking people. You attack evil by attacking evil. We attack the evil spirit. What's the weapon we have against demons who influence people? including ourselves at times. How do we destroy evil? How do we attack evil? Take a good look at our Lord and leader and king and master right here. That's how you destroy evil. You love like Jesus loves. You forgive with Jesus's power to forgive. You're kind when you don't want to be kind. Something happens at work and a group gets together, even here in the church, in our own church, this happens. It happens in every church, every family, where people start gossiping about this or gossiping about that. And how about this? Rather than being sucked into the gossip and social media threads and joining into the bashing, how about we say, you know what? I don't think this conversation is going to help bring unity to anyone. I think we need to work on maybe praying for and fasting for the persons we don't like or agree with or whoever it be. 
I bet you that if I sat down around a table with men and women that worked at Planned Parenthood, I bet we'd all get along and talk and you would never probably know until the topic of abortion came up. But could we still sit around a table and love one another and help each other, even though I don't agree with their stance, I can still pray for them? And shouldn't we be able to constructively, humanly, respectfully argue a point without attacking the person? It's not easy, but it can be done. I thought about this. What if the whole world for one day did not use the internet? What if for one day nobody got on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? I think that would probably affect the world in a very positive way. Because a lot of the things we get sucked into online aren't bearing good fruit. Because it's gossip, it's second, third, fourth hand stories, people making up this, people making up that. It's, it's terrible how we, we, we even change our tone of voice or tone of text, if it's possible to even have a tone when you're texting. People perceive what you say that you didn't say and there's so much division and confusion. How can we as St. Gerald's Catholic Church be disciples on the internet? Be disciples on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. How do we bring the gospel to those venues? One way is respect the human person. Always. You don't have to agree, but you can still respect people. The unborn, the immigrant, the elder, whoever it be. From, we, we as Catholics believe in the dignity of the person from conception to natural death. The world was saved by an unplanned pregnancy. The world was saved by an unplanned pregnancy. Jesus Mary wasn't like, oh, I planned this all out. No, she, she was surprised. Lord, you want, how, how am I, what are, you, what are you talking about? Am I supposed to have a baby? How is this going to happen? I don't understand. Totally, all right, Lord, I trust you. So we are called to be the Ezras, the Nehemiahs, to go out into the world and to remind the people of their origin, their beginning, where they are, and where we can go if we work together, pray for each other, love one another, even when it's hard and difficult. That we be Christian disciples, men and women of God, no matter what the venue be. In heaven, why is it heaven so awesome? Heaven's so awesome because there's no Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Heaven's so awesome because no one's cutting people down, attacking this person, attacking that person. There's no division in heaven. You know why? Because people in heaven see the heart. They look at the heart. We judge people all the time. Look at the heart. Look deeper. I think God's trying to stretch us 
Look deeper. Look deeper. And so I just challenge you today to look at how do you handle situations? How do you handle words spoken into your life through all these different venues? And, and I'd ask you this is, know your story. Know your story. Why do we need to come to Mass every Sunday? You need to be reminded of who you are, where you came from, where you are, and where you're going. If I don't know where I came from, where I am, where I'm going, just kind of like the blue dot on Google Maps. If you don't have the blue dot, you're lost. And without an internet connection, you don't have the blue dot. So without us connected to God, Think of Jesus as like the blue dot. He's like, hey, I'm showing you where you are and where you're going. I want to help you, not hurt you. But you and I can be that voice of truth and love, compassion in the world. To bring the gospel of Jesus. To look at the heart. To be disciples. To evangelize the people we meet. How? By listening to them. Did you know today listening to people is actually a gift you're giving them? Because no one really listens to anyone today, hardly, in our culture. There's so much noise and chaos. Did you know if you actually sit down with someone and listen to them, it's like giving them a gift. To listen to someone today is a real gift. To, to look at someone in the eyes when they're talking to you, it's a real gift to give to someone. I'm listening to you. Yeah, well, tell me more. What's going on? People want to be heard. People need to be listened to and loved. So I, I just challenge you today. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. What happened when Ezra talked to the people? Listen, it says, He read the scripture to them from daybreak till midday. You think Mass is long. <laughs> Ezra read to the people from daybreak to midday. And then what did they do? After he finished... The people said, Amen, Amen. And what did they do? It says they bowed down and fell prostrate on their faces. They were like, thank you, Ezra, for telling me who I am. See, you tell people who they are by the way you love them and reverence them. If you and I can mirror to people back to them, their great dignity, they're going to start to change. But if you and I simply just say words to cut people down, they're not going to change. Never, never. We need to be the servants of the Lord. We need to rise above the culture of death and be that culture of heaven and life in the world. So as we continue Mass, I just want to finish with these words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, as He's upon you today. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, because He's anointed you and I. He's anointed us to do what? Bring glad tidings to the poor, the deprived. Those who don't know what it's like to be listened to or, 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 or looked at with love. Those who don't know what it's like to be treated with respect. We bring that to the poor. He sends us. To proclaim liberty to captives. Those that are in bondage to attack this person, attack that person. Those in bondage to a, the, the culture of, of attacking, right? 
Listen. He sends us to bring recovery of sight to the blind. To let the oppressed go free. To proclaim a year of, of acceptable to the Lord. A year of favor. So, what are you going to do? When you leave these church doors, as soon as you leave our parking lot, you're entering your mission field. What are you going to do today with what's going to come at you? How are you going to handle it? Are you going to remain on the cross? Or are you going to come off the cross? I tell the kids this at the school. Do you see Jesus jumping off the cross with an M16 and say, forget you all, and just taking everyone out? No, Jesus stays on the cross. Hard. This is hard stuff. In your marriage, do you stay on the cross or do you come off and attack your spouse? In a conversation, do you, do, you, do you come off the cross or do you attack the person? So I just encourage you. We aren't going to change lives unless we live the cross and love people that are hurting. Remember, hurt people hurt people. So let's pray for each other as we leave the church today. We're going to receive the power of the Eucharistic heart of Jesus to stay firm and to go out and to be disciples of the Lord. So the spirit of the Lord is upon you. Claim it and walk in it. And let's let him lead us today and every day.